And this is a special, what I call security alert show today. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's kind of different. I mean, as you know, everyone, I, I talk about entrepreneurship and the, the future of entrepreneurship. I live here in Austin, Texas. I'm a big proponent of creating jobs and um, entrepreneurship steps. Sometimes what I call the government doesn't like, right? And I, I, I saw this interview with this guy on Alex Jones. If y'all listen to Alex Jones, he's amazing. Um, he's here in Austin, Texas, too. And I saw this guy about what I call, um, I'm going to just in a second, but it's really about the censorship we're starting to see. Now, we've been seeing it for a long time. We just didn't know that we were seeing it. And so now it's kind of starting to come out, the censorship with the emails and all these servers and all this crazy stuff. And we're starting to realize, Edward Snowden, that whatever we're seeing is not really the truth behind. There's a cloud, right? There's a cloud and there's truth behind it. And so I'm going to bring up now our um, this guest. Andrew, are you on the line? You're here? Um, yes, I'm here. Okay, so this is Andrew, Andrew Torba. He is the creator and founder of Gab.ai. And Gab. I'm going to let him explain what that is, but it's a, it's a space for true uncensorship, right? So, Andrew, let's talk about that. Why did you start this? What's the, what's the creation of Gab.ai, and, and why is it what I call ruffling the feathers of where you're at right now, which is Silicon Valley? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Andrew Torba. As you mentioned, I'm uh, 25 years old. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur here in Silicon Valley. And uh, my first company was uh, an advertising startup. And we were actually building on the ecosystems of Facebook, Twitter, Google. So I have a, a very intimate relationship with these companies for over five years as a third party developer. Uh, and in that position, I got to see a lot of the dirty underbelly of the industry, uh, you know, how third party developers are treated, which is very poorly. Um, you know, they're, they're abused and used and uh, really the primary source of income and support for these ecosystems and for the billions that these companies are making. So uh, I was a part of that ecosystem for about five years and really just got fed up with uh, a lot of the, the treatment that, that, you know, we were receiving as developers and as a third party company. So that was kind of step one. Mm -hmm. Step two was, uh, you know, here in Silicon Valley, uh, as a conservative, I was uh, very quiet about my political beliefs. So I had been a supporter of Mr. Trump, uh, you know, since the moment he walked down the escalator uh, you know, back in June of 2015. And I had kept that very low key. And um, I felt that that was very sad that I couldn't express myself, uh, you know, here publicly without fear of, you know, being blacklisted by investors or potential partners or, you know, even my current shareholders or customers. So uh, I felt that that was, you know, just a shame. And, um, you know, Wait, it was something that I. Just a second there, because that's really sure. important. And I. I, I what I guess what I'm asking you, I've here. I mean, I live in Texas, so there's a lot of conservatism here. But I also live in what I call an area that's high democratic, which is is which is Austin. Yep. And I born and raised in Texas, so to me, talking about Trump is like 
I mean, I don't know why you guys are upset about it, you know. Um, but is this true? Is this really true that they're in Silicon Valley? It could really make a make or break a deal that you tell investors. About, yeah. Oh yeah, I like to, seriously, like no shit. Oh no, absolutely. And and what we're seeing now is a lot of actually VC firms. Some of the biggest VC firms on Sand Hill Road are coming out publicly as a firm. Even if, you know, firms are generally, you know, 10 or 20 plus people. So you're telling me that every single one of those people at the firm felt comfortable and is 100% not voting for Trump and felt comfortable with the firm coming out publicly and saying, do not vote for Trump. Uh, that's what's starting to happen now. And, and that's getting scary. So uh, I think why what is th- that? For, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Because <laughs> to me, if they're VC, they're pro creating businesses mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. to me i'm like wtf what the f-? like that makes no sense to me why sure. they would be pro is there a connection are they are they part of the clinton foundation what, what's sure. going on there can you elaborate sure. yeah this is very easy i mean it's all about following the money okay. um and it's it's so it's really following the money in two ways number one uh many of the vcs and high net worth individuals here have contributed to either the clinton foundation or the clinton campaign directly but what are they getting, uh, what are they getting? What are they getting from that? Well, here, here's the second part of follow the money, uh, the H-1Bs. So uh, Silicon Valley is notorious for abusing the H-1B system. And basically what happens is every six months they ship in, you know, uh, <laughs> thousands of, of engineers that they, you know, pay next to nothing. And, uh, you know, six months later they ship them back out. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, meanwhile we have millions of, of STEM educated Americans who are without a job and, you know, working at Starbucks right now. Um, so I think that that, that is really the biggest part, the driving factor of it is. So they're afraid uh, that if if Trump gets in politically, he's going to kill this H. What's it called? H what? H-1Bs, so the H-1B visas, um, which uh, basically allows temporary workers to come over here, uh, you so know, for a short period. In India, Romania, or whatever. Oh, all right? over the place. Yep, yep, all over the place. And um, this is you the know, first I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. So not many people actually know about it. It's right. it's kind of uh, it's the the dirty one of the dirty underbelly things here of Silicon Valley. Um, and I, I think the second thing is, is a lot of them. I mean, if you look at Apple as a notorious example, they have offshore tax havens. Um, and I think that that is something that Mr. Trump is going to stop as well. Uh, so I think that that's something that they're worried about is now they're going to have to pay a lot more uh, U.S. U.S. taxes, which they should. Um, and and. You know, a lot of the uh, the things that Mr. Trump is saying on trade deals uh, is going to impact their businesses. Yep, exactly. It's going to impact their bottom line. And that's what they're afraid of. So, again, it's all about money. And uh, it's this this overarching shift in business over the past 30, 40 years where uh, we've shifted the alignment of creating values for value for for consumers specifically with the business into creating and driving pure shareholder profit as the only attainable goal of business, which I don't think is the only attainable goal of business. And, And we need to change that culture. And that's part of what we're trying to do here as well. So what? So okay, okay. So here, twenty five. By the way, you said five years. Like, like you're so old. Okay, you're twenty five, which is pretty impressive. I have to say, it's really impressive. So here you are. You can't talk about, hey, I like Trump. I want to carry a gun. You're gonna be moving to Texas soon. Awesome. Come on down. We got CHL license. Come on, come on down. Um, have a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of fun. I carry a gun every day. I mean, this is not not news to anybody, right? So, um, so tell me, how did Gab dot AI start? Sure. How did this like happen? And then where are you headed with this, right? So what? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, I was keeping my, my views pretty private for a while until I attended the San Jose Trump rally. 
And I had live streamed from inside of the rally and I'd captured about half the rally and it was nothing but love, nothing but excitement, nothing but high energy as always. Right. I missed the one in Texas because I was on vacation. I was like, oh, my God, I was so upset (laughs) because it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, I just have to stop you for just one second. It's like people don't realize it's a movement. Like mm-hmm. it's a movement like Hillary Clinton and they keep showing showing them at his rallies and they show his face like this. They don't see these Thousands. auditoriums mm-hmm. full of people that came from miles and miles away. That's yep. when's the last time you've seen that? And it's every day. Yep. Every, not and just it's, one, it's like every damn day he's in a new city doing this and <laughs> Hillary bar- can barely get like a, a basketball arena together. Right. You're like, oh, yep. look, you're in like a high school gym. What is that? No, like that's five people. So it's funny, uh, actually, uh, Senator Sanders, I'm, I'm originally from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and okay. Senator Sanders is campaigning for Hillary, actually, I believe, this weekend in a high school gym. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say that. Uh, meanwhile, Trump is actually coming to Scranton area, and he's taking over the Mohegan Sun Arena, which seats 30,000. So, and Yeah, that's what he did in, in Texas. He did the Travis yep. County, which, is, by the way, there's there's stuff downtown. There's the big arenas, mm-hmm. but then the Travis County is where they do the rodeo, right? He's like yep. freaking huge. He Massive. smashed it, right? Smashed Filled. people outside. Yep. People come from all over Texas, Austin, Dallas, whatever. Filled that yep. baby. And what's really interesting about that, I, just, I, I know I'm keeping inter- interrupting you, but honestly, no one's come to Texas. Texas, which is so weird to me. Like mm-hmm. Hillary doesn't come, thank God. She can stay away. Hillary yeah. doesn't come, but Trump only come once. And I know that's because we're not a swing state, right? Mm-hmm. We're not. Swing, but I get that. But like, just the fact that he came here and I was going to say, yeah, massive change was like mm-hmm. holy cow, right? I'm going to say it's like he actually cares. Right. And that's one of the, 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 the ways that you could tell that he cares. It's like, yeah, we don't need to go to Texas. Like we're going to win Texas in a landslide. It's a Republican state. But, you know, there are people there that support us and support this campaign and support this movement. So I'm going to make the time to go down there. Exactly. And I think that that's that's a, that's very telling of his character. Um, but anyway, so I so I had attended the, the San Jose rally and about halfway through the rally, I decided to go outside and capture what was going on outside because there were a lot of protesters and. Uh, you know, what I witnessed outside is really was the tipping point for me in, right. in, in terms of, quote unquote, coming out in support of Trump because like a coming out party. Like a coming it really out. was. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's strange in this country that folks yeah. feel more comfortable speaking uh, you know, publicly about their sexual uh, orientation right. than they do about their political orientation. No, it's, it's a very, true. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm going to stop you for just a second only because I'm in, I'm in, Tex- I'm in Texas. Mm-hmm. And you know what I don't see? I don't see one bumper sticker one uh, sign in the road, anything for Trump, nothing. And it's Mm -hmm. not because there's not support here. I know there's support here. It's because they're afraid. They're scared to death that they're going to put it out and then someone's going to like – well, here's, I mean, yeah, here's exactly, and this is the same exact thing that I saw at the riot, at, you know, at the protests outside was, you know, as Trump supporters were leaving, you know, I'm talking like young women, children, families, uh, you know, they were getting harassed, kicked, spit on, cursed at, having their things stolen. And I have over an hour of footage capturing all of this. Uh, I actually periscoped it live. And uh, you know, I saw people getting sucker punched and just having their things stolen and spit right in the face and just utter disrespect. You see Mexican flags being waved and, and run around all in the streets, American flags being lit on fire. Um, and, and, and this is all outside of, uh, uh, you know, a political rally where folks are expressing their First Amendment rights of free speech and, 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 uh, and organization. And, you know, to, to have that happen was really just eye opening for me. Now, I knew that this was a problem. And I knew that 
um, you know, others felt the same way that I did in yeah. terms of, you know, be, being unable to speak freely and speak up about, you know, my opinions and my political beliefs. But I just I didn't know that it was this bad and that it was this violent. Um, and then here we see the media painting the Trump supporters as the violent ones when meanwhile, you know, people are getting seriously injured, uh, you know, at these rallies, at, at these riots outside of the and these protests outside mm-hmm. of these rallies. So I think that that hits on what you were saying is people are afraid to put bumper stickers and yard signs for fear of property damage or maybe damage to themselves, right? <laughs> maybe harm to themselves. So I saw this and I came out publicly after that and told my story and shared my story and, and shared why I was supporting Mr. Trump. And exactly what I had feared was going to happen happened. So I had this massive backlash and I was called a racist and a bigot and an Islamophobe and, you know, every, you know, list of, of words down the, the liberal, so you know, let me uh, get this straight. So you shared this on social media, I'm assuming Facebook, right? Yeah. Okay. And you're getting backlash from friends and, and people that, you know, in the community, like, you know, friends <laughs> on Facebook kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not it wasn't only like, you know, typical friends from high school or, or people no, from my no, hometown, you know, in I mean, I mean Silicon Valley being there for five yeah. years, right? Community. This was, I wouldn't say friends. I mean, people who call it friends, Facebook friends, like people I mean, that you know and connect yeah. to, right? I mean, these are people that I respected. These are, you know, some of the best entrepreneurs, investors in the world. And I had the utmost respect for all these people. And to just see them completely break down at uh, an opposing opinion and to try to discredit that opposing opinion by labeling me as yeah. a racist or whatever wow. was just totally, totally absurd. It was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. So I think. What I noticed is that this this feeling of being unable to speak freely offline was also happening online and at yeah. scale. And it was happening for yeah. tens of millions of people who felt the same way that I did. So I think that was really the, the tipping point. And once I saw the uh, the trending topics, somebody from Facebook's trending topics products come out publicly yeah. uh, and whistleblow and say, listen, we were actively suppressing conservative news, conservative oh, I know. sources. Right. You remember that? That came out and they, they yep. flew over there and Mark Zuckerberg sitting in his room and they're like, we don't do they They brought Fox News people in and all this crap. Oh, please. They, they, they flew did. down Glenn, Glenn oh, Beck. They did. They everything was fine right it was the it biggest joke it's funny because i i like i quote unquote you know facebook like i like F- trump's uh page of course mm-hmm. right and other people's i get nothing i get nothing in the news feed about that yep. at all yep. whatsoever but yep. yet i get all kinds of stuff about hillary all the time and i'm like i haven't liked anything about hillary i haven't liked mm-hmm. touched clicked nothing because i am an anti right so that made no sense to me that was my first red flag and then mm-hmm. i liked this page and i went out there and said hey i want notifications i got nothing yep yep really well, I mean, so that's the thing. And like you said earlier, I mean, this is something that has been going on for years. And I think we've all been subtly aware of it and subtly yeah. just brushed it off. But now that it actually matters, now that an election is at stake, now that the future of this country is at stake, yeah. um, I think that it's it's getting more and more aggressive. And I don't think that it's going to stop. And it's happening across pretty much every every vertical, every vertical of communication on you the know, Internet. Michael and, Savage, you know, he went away for yep. a couple a couple hours, what, about a day or two. On the radio and, now. On yep. the radio, which is Michael's right, 25. He's like 20 million listeners and they were willing to pull his plug in the middle of it because he's talking about some things with Hillary and her health. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That's crazy. So 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 we're here in 2016. We're in October. We're talking. We're a month out from the election. When did you start Gab.ai? Sure. Yeah. So I started Gab. um, I believe it was August. August is when we really started. And um, again, the tipping or 2016. Yeah. Yeah. No, 2016 this year. So a few months ago. Two months ago. Um, and, and again, the tipping point for me was the, the Facebook trending topics, uh, a combination of that and a combination of the, the what I saw in San Jose, really. Um, so that really pushed me over the edge. And, you know, we launched Gab into private beta 
and didn't show any part of the product, uh, just had a quote on a landing page, a place to put your email and said, hey, we're going to promote free speech. Um, you know, join us if you'd like. And overnight we had, you know, 10,000 people within like 48 hours sign up and we were just blown away. We weren't expecting this at all. We weren't anticipating it all. And, um, you know, it just, it just kept compounding week after week after week. Now we have some of the top conservative voices, conservative influencers in the world on Gap. Uh, we have about 23,000 active users. We have another 85,000 that are in line from around the world to get yeah, in. I'm still in line, by the way. I'm in line. Yes. Like, would you, would you let so, me in? I feel like I need the VIP line, the rope, you know, like, yeah, you have to so, let all the guys on Renegade Nation, Renegade Nation too, including Sammy, Richie, um, Elderby. She actually talks a lot about this conspiracy theory. She's on Renegade Nation. She's amazing. Sure. She's called pick up the dots. She talks about joining the dots, all the different things that happen sure. overseas and here. And she's like amazing at it. Right. She can go on and on forever. She's amazing. Um, but, um, so, yeah, I'm I'm in line. So sure, let me uh, maybe action. maybe just for the listeners who might you know yeah. not not be following along of, of what Gab actually is. So yeah, Gab is a social. What is it? Yeah, so Gab is a social network, and uh, okay. functionally speaking, it works very similar to Twitter. Uh, you know, some some high level differences is we offer 300 characters as opposed to 140. Uh, we don't censor any trends, so what you see trending on Gab is what people are actually talking about right now. There's no algorithm behind it. There's no uh, influence behind it from us as a company. It's what is actually being said, and what we're trying to do. So our mission is to, is very simple. It's to put people first and to promote free speech and free expression for everybody. Not just a select group, but for everybody. And uh, the way that we do that is by empowering our users at every level. So as opposed to us censoring or filtering or having these obscure hate speech rules or harassment rules that we need to police the community with, right. what, what we're doing is we're giving you the tools as a user to police your own feed. So we have something called feed filtering where you can add different words or phrases or hashtags or individual users that you don't want to see in your feed. And you won't ever see them. So this this doesn't only include things that we all, you know, you know, pretty much know, right? Like all the hate words that we all can agree are are bad and you know we shouldn't be using them or whatever. Um, beyond that, it's it's topics too. So maybe you don't really like sports and you still want to see the content from your friends, you know, but on on Sunday for the next 15 weeks, you don't want to see all the sports scores. Mm -hmm. So you can mute things like NFL, all the NFL teams, uh, anything that's related to sports, you can mute. Uh, the other flip side is like, say you have a favorite TV show and you don't want to see any spoilers. Well, you can add that TV show to your list of muted words and you won't see any mentions of it or maybe all of the characters and stuff. So you can avoid, uh, you know, seeing a, a leak from that show from that week as an example. So there are a lot of different ways that you can use this feed filtering system to really create and mold your own experience versus having us do that for you. Because that's what's happening on social. You said, you know, you like Donald's page and you're not even seeing his content because the feed is is manipulated so it's it's an algorithm it's 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 there's so much content being produced yeah. that it's it, there needs to be some sort of level to filter out some of the noise and facebook twitter everybody else's approach is we're going to filter that noise out for you and decide what you should see and shouldn't our part. approach is we want to empower you as the user to make that decision because we don't know what you think is hate speech we don't know what you think is harassment we don't know what you think you know should be seen and shouldn't so why not let you choose that instead of us as a corporation also because it's behind closed doors right now like right now I can't just you can't just go to my feed 
AIP. Yep. And so the, the reason I think it's really important, you guys, you got to understand this. I mean, I'm in Austin and I, I talk about marketing and stuff like that, but I really feel even when I talk about what I talk about, I really feel I can't really say what I really think. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I mean, I probably be thrown into the Alex Jones world of conspiracy theory. Um, and that's fine, but that's not my mission in life to go like mm-hmm. become like Alex. Alex is amazing. I really support him, but I don't like want to be that for the rest of my life. Right. So sure. I have other things I really want to do. And so the problem with me really speaking out on what I think, then I can't, um, I, I can't do that because I might literally cut people in half, meaning yep. half my people are going to go away and like, well, we don't like yep. the fact that you like Trump. And I, I do say I like Trump and there's a reason why, but I don't go into what a conspiracy theory. The thing sure. that I want to have happen is, and I love what you guys do, and this is why I reach out to you, is that it's freedom to speak at without the backlash of the public, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Meaning mm-hmm. it's private and I can really have a, a an avenue, uh, a place to speak it out and not have this like, uh, I'm going to go kill you on Twitter or I'm going to go kill you on yes. Facebook and I'm going to you yep. know, take you down, all this crazy stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's really strange to me that it's happening. I mean, it's just weird. It's just super weird to me. It's bizarre. It really is bizarre. So you've got, been here for two months. That's pretty impressive do you find do you find it's gonna it's gonna continue even after the election whatever yeah yeah so uh i think as we mentioned earlier this is something that people brought brought up which really confuses me you know oh is this hype gonna die down is gab's growth gonna die down after election and i say absolutely not because after the election uh you know i believe mr trump is going to win i believe that confidently and once he does win we're going to need to start passing policy we're going to need to support him as he builds out his cabinet and we're going to need to support you know his, his presidency going forward as a movement and i think if you look at brexit it's a perfect example um you know so brexit is has already happened you know they already passed it and you know we still have incredible energy so you know the uk is our second biggest country right now so we have this incredible high energy from folks over there um um, and uh, that is proving that I think it's going nowhere, right? Like this movement is not just a, a movement in the United States. It's a movement at a global level. And, you know, you look at what's happening in Germany where, you know, the the uh, Angela Merkel, Merkel's party just got, you know, uh, party just got flattened in the in the, in the elections. Um, you look at Brazil where uh, and Latin America where conservative parties are rising, conservative leaders are rising. You look at Canada, the same thing. Conservative leaders are rising. The UK, same exact thing. So, again, this this is really a, a global conservative movement yeah. and a rejection, a, a worldwide rejection of globalism and of, of shadow governments like the UN um, and, and four or five puppet masters, you know, basically controlling the world as they have been for, for years. I think you're, I think, I'm just going to throw this out here, right? I think that uh, gabdet.ai is going to become a global space where people can actually really say what they feel um, mm-hmm. on a global level. Uh, because yep. I think you're right. There's a ton of stuff going on in the UN, and I'm not an expert at all with that, so I can't talk to details. Same, same. But <laughs> I know there's there's stuff going down, and I know yep. people are getting killed over it, mm-hmm. and I know people are. There's a lot of stuff going on that we don't know about here in the United States. I I always think of the Truman Show. I feel that the the, the uh, United States is extremely protected we're extremely protected little bubble and um what's happening is because of social media because they can't control they can't contain it they can't contain (laughs) it because people understand they think that this is just happening now it's not it's been happening 
for years. decades. It's just oh, yeah, that, that they yeah. controlled the newspapers. They controlled mm-hmm. the radio. So it's all we had. So that's where mm-hmm. the bubble was created. Now with social media, they are having a hard time controlling it. You know, yep. and I think Facebook is definitely in the hands of the government. I mean, why else would Facebook? I'm sorry. This is my why would Facebook, a tech company, meet the Pope? Yep. Yep. I mean, a lot. I mean, come on. I saw that picture. I'm like, that is so staged. And it's him by himself with his wife, me and the Pope. Come on. Why? What the is that? And um, I think because he's a world leader. Mark Zuckerberg is not a world leader. No, he's not. However, he's in bed. He's in bed with the higher ups because it's the way they can control. Yep. Right. So, and, of course, he's being open to all these different things. He'll probably be, become, you know, master of the universe in the UN or something. And mm-hmm. I think that when I see that, I'm like, you guys, you're a tech company. I don't see the 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 main guy from uh, uh, what is it called, LinkedIn or Evernote. Yep. They yep. don't get yep. that. Why? Why are you, Mark Zuckerberg, getting blessed by the Pope of oh, all yeah. things? Because oh, that's all. It's really disgusting. Yeah, Facebook I mean, is the new church, That's, and I mean that in, a, yep. in the most weird way. Oh. If you look at the history books down from Jesus on, the, it was me, the the Catholicism was the Facebook. Catholicism mm-hmm. was the way they controlled people and messaged yep. people. Yep. Right? It was through yep. the church. Yep. That's all gone away. You know, it's no longer that. Right? Where do we go to get our news, our information? It's Facebook. Facebook. So Facebook mm-hmm. is new. The Catholicism. So of course, Mark Zuckerberg gets blessed. I just, I, mean, I saw yes. that video and I'm like, crazy, so crazy. Contrived. Anyway. Yep. Yep. And and also he's Jewish, so that that was confusing. Right? He is Jewish. He's totally Jewish. And I saw that. I'm like, isn't he Jewish? You know, yeah. and here he is getting blessed by the blessed by the Pope. Catholic yeah, Pope <laughs> in his private quarters is not even public. Is in this private, yep. private, private setting where you know no one can shoot him, and they're getting blessed and all this stuff. And he's, I think he's blessing his wife. I don't was this kid there. Crazy. I can't remember. But I'm like, he was just he is. Do you even believe in the like, crazy, oh. crazy? Oh I mean, so God. so the, the other thing that I saw That's with Gab, right? So being Nation. you got to check that out, Renegade Nation. You got to think about that stuff. Go ahead. So, so, so being in the ad tech industry uh, and being uh, an, an intimately close to all of the business models of these companies, yeah. one of the things that I saw happening is now ad blockers are rising. So 25% of the internet right now is blocking ads, right? And that's, that's the sole source of income for Facebook, Twitter, Google, almost everybody. So I saw this happening and now what's happening is Facebook and Google and others are fighting back very publicly against the ad blockers. And they're saying, we're going to block your ad blocking. And the ad blockers are coming back and saying, well, we're going to block your blocking. And what this is doing <laughs> What is that is, doing? I don't get it. So, so it's just basically you know, a war going back and forth, a software war of them trying to figure out how to one-up each other. Um, and, and Facebook obviously has every incentive to unblock ads because that's how they make their revenue. And uh, ad blockers are, are pro people, most of them. Some of them are, are, are becoming more corporate interest now, corporate driven and motive driven. But most of them are, are people driven and just want to help folks create the experience that they want to create online and opt out of you know, seeing advertisements. So anyway, what's going on is 25 percent of the Internet right now is blocking ads. Seventy three out of four millennials is blocking ads either on the web or on mobile or on both. Uh, so that shows you that the younger generation is almost entirely blocking ads. And one day we're gonna wake up and the internet, half of the internet, 75% of the internet is gonna be blocking ads. And all of these companies are going to crumble because they don't have another business model. And the problem is, is that they're now so tied in 
with these advertisers in contracts and, and publishers and all of these things that they cannot go back. They cannot change their business model. They cannot undo what they've already built. Their business model is selling user data to advertisers. It's very simple, right? That's right. all it, that's all it is. You're selling eyeballs. You are the product on Facebook. You are the product on Twitter. So what we want to do is empower creators because there are millions of creators like yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. That spend hours and, and thousands of dollars and years building up a personal brand, building up an audience, um, creating high quality content. Sure. And for, for years, we were all promised that we were going to get massive distribution and, oh, one of our clips could go viral and we could become the next big thing. And, you know, it for a while, it was sort of like that. And now what we've seen over the past probably three or four years is a shift to pay to play. So if you want to reach this audience that you just spent a decade building up, guess what? You're going to have to pay us money to do so. And that is not right. And the second thing that's not right is you as a content creator are the one that is entertaining these eyeballs all day long. And the only one that is benefiting from it is the advertiser and the shareholders of Facebook. Right. Why does the, why does the content creator not benefit from that? Because their sell is, well, you get the distribution from it, so you're not going to get revenue sharing from it. So what we want to do is completely turn this entire model on its head and help content creators monetize their audience, their time, and their content on Gab. So a, a few of the ways that we're thinking about doing this is something like a donations or a tips uh, so if you look at something like Twitch TV, which over 100 million people use every single month to watch other folks play video games live, and there's this entire economy of people who tip and donate to folks that are playing video games. Uh, so what you know, you're saying is, I mean, you're going to be here on, on YouTube and you're going to be on some other places. We're going to place this. So you're saying that if this content we're creating right now was on Gab.ai, then I could be tipped for amazing how yeah. amazing I am. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So that, that's I what we're doing. I want to be tip, tip me, right? That's awesome. <laughs> donate. I, I, like, I hate the word donate because it feels very sure. charity. But yeah. tipping, I'm all about tipping, right? I'm all, yeah. We tip people all the time. The coffee person, yeah. they're like, I want to tip. Exactly. You know, like, why can't you tip in the real Why, why can't, can't you can tip, tip in the real me. world? Tip. I really why? love what you're doing. Tip me a dollar. Tip me five bucks. Exactly. Exact. That's now, why exactly what I do. Share though, like, because I, I want to push back on this because as a content creator myself, and I understand affiliate marketing very well and ad buys and all that. That's what I did for seven years, eight years. I still do it today. Why yep. can't I get a percentage of the ad revenue if I create out the content? Right, and so then I have an ad. Why can't I get a percentage of that, even yep. if it's ten to fifteen percent spread? So we we actually don't have ads right now, and okay. right as future, of right now, future. Yes. Yeah, so our plan for the future is to reinvent advertising and not to do it with a typical cost per click or yeah. cost per thousand impressions model. What we want to do is, again, empower creators and give them the ability to choice. So instead of us as a company saying, well, we're going to let advertisers choose that they could target your audience and you're not going to get to choose which advertiser targets your audience. Your yeah. audience is going to see what we serve them. What we're going to say is, OK, you have the advertisers that can pitch you as a content creator and choose yeah. you as a content creator. And then you as the, uh, the content creator have a choice to pick which campaign you want to support. So if you actually really do support Kraft macaroni and cheese as an example, right. and you want to actually get that in front of your audience and Kraft is willing to pay you a grant to make a quick video or, you know, put up a couple of gabs about it. Right. As long as you're transparent about that and you say, Hey, listen guys, like I'm being paid by Kraft. This is what I do, but I really enjoy Kraft and I think you should buy Kraft and here's why. You know, I think that that will create a much more authentic experience, both mm -hmm. from 
the advertiser's perspective and from the content creator's perspective and from the consumer's perspective because it'll be real. It won't just be and, – and the consumer will be able to tell if the content creator is you know, being a shill, quote unquote, and just taking whatever and just trying to make a buck. And that will turn them off, right? So they, they won't – maybe they won't want to follow that person anymore because they'll think they're just in it for the money and not for whatever the content is or whatever or for the community or for the audience. So I think that that's one way that we can reinvent it going forward. And the other way is through something like subscriptions. So think of yourself almost as uh, a Netflix channel, right? Right. So I'm if Netflix, folks, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I so love it. We, we, we don't know what the, the specific price point for this is, but whether it's five bucks, 10 bucks a month, and then you get access to maybe four or five of your top content creators and those content creators obviously have their free gaps. So Gab is completely free to sign up. It's completely free to use. It always will be. But if you want to opt in to, say, your channel, your Gab channel, and pay five bucks extra a month yeah. to get exclusive content from you, um, I think a lot of people will do this, especially for like musicians and stuff like that, like your favorite artist, your favorite band. Imagine getting exclusive songs, exclusive behind-the-scenes content that you wouldn't be able to get normally mm-hmm. For an extra five bucks a month or so, I think that people will absolutely do that. So those are really the three different business models that we're looking at. So one is tipping um, and allowing content creators to make money through a, a voluntary opt-in uh, you know, service or, or, or exchange of value from the audience. Number two is a, a premium subscription model that you, you as a content creator can provide exclusive content to only folks that subscribe to your exclusive, uh, you know, exclusive channel. Yeah, okay. And th- and then number three is reinventing advertising and making it some, somewhat more of like influencer marketing is. So right now there's this entire underground black market economy of folks that are influencers on Instagram that get paid. You know, brands reach out via DM and say, hey, I'll give you 500 bucks to create a post on this. And that is not really tracked at all. And there's no structure or organization to it. And we think that we could take this concept that is already happening right, right. now and put some structure, put some organization around it on Gab and provide a platform for influencers to connect with advertisers in an authentic way, not a throw whatever at the wall, see what sticks way, uh, or force this, force this ad down your audience's throat way, which is what's happening right now. But you're opting in and accepting this campaign and believing in this actual product or service and promoting it because you care about it and you want your audience to see it actually. Well, that, I mean, I love that idea, especially as a content creator myself, but uh, I think also, um, it's a new way to think about it. you. You got to come to the affiliate summit. Are you coming to affiliate summit in January? Sure. Um, you, you ever heard of affiliate summit? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. You should come to it. It's in Vegas. It's in January. I'll be there. Uh, affiliate summit. I've been going to for years and years and years. I know the owner of Sean. He's amazing. But uh, at the end of the day, it's really about, uh, marketers coming together and affiliate. And it, it's all yep. like the innovative stuff of this. So you got to come, right? You got to come and check oh, it out because it's a new space. That's what, that's what people do there. They're always looking for, yep. I'm a, con- lot of, like a lot of content creators come like that for like me. And then people come like, I have a product that I want you to sell. How do we make yep. a deal? Right. So that's a lot of that. Also, they have networks and things like that. Uh, so Renegade Nation Network is going to be there. I'm going to be there. What, love to have a beer with you. Right. And check sure. it out. Because um, I think it is a new model. As a content creator myself, mm-hmm. the reason I create content is because I love creating content. But at the same time, I'm creating to create an audience. Why do I create an audience? Because I want to you know, be able to make money. What are you money? You're bills like pay, money. right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I like, I like money. I like money. And um, I just you know, just did an amazing deal with Thinkific.com. It's a great company. And we're, we did a deal 
together because I love their product. I love their product. I reached out to them like, oh, I love you. I wanted to yep. put something together. And uh, we did a deal together. And I also have a deal with Mobit, Mobit.com. Um, it's a, an amazing technology for text messaging. So we're doing some stuff together as well. And Adam and Eve, Renegade Nation, does a lot of stuff with Adam and Eve. So <laughs> it, it's uh, But it's a shared model. They make money. We make money. They get a free audience. That's yep. that's the beauty of, I think, business versus a pay-to-play. And I think yep. what's happening today, the reason why there's this particular election, going back to the election, is is so uh, loud. It's not because any other election was not important. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that all this stuff is coming out. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of paid up. The Clinton Foundation, I mean, come on, people. If you guys don't what? act. I see some people on TV talking like crazy. Defend it. I'm like. You can't Unreal. even defend it. Like they try to like Clinton Foundation does a lot of good for people. Unreal. Unbelievable. That's Most disgusting BS. thing. Like guys, bullshit. That's all I have to it's say. A slush fund. Such crap. It is a pay to play. These people couldn't even pay their mortgage when they walked out of the White House. And all yep. of a sudden they're they're billionaires. They are billionaires. <laughs> I mean, all I gotta say is I now have a foundation. It's called Heather Foundation. And give me money and uh yeah, I mean I'll figure you'll it say, out. You'll say you'll say whatever you want on air, right? <laughs> right. I'll I say mean, that's, whatever you want. I love Coca Cola. You know, that's whatever. Basically it. It's a foundation, yeah. it's a ta- and, and then what I think is interesting because I'm an entrepreneur, when here's Donald as a private citizen Oh yeah, he didn't pay any taxes. That's why I hire amazing accountants He's smart, to right? go inside <laughs> of the tax law and make sure I don't pay taxes too. Because you know yep. what? I'm creating jobs. He's creating yep. jobs. Yep. There's a ton of taxes going out there. I don't know why you guys get upset about this, but you do realize. And I get, if you guys could just take out your brain for a second, the Clinton Foundation is literally the uh, the word foundation and uh, a 503 is one of the largest ways that you can corruption. Yep, tax haven. Possible, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, it's it's literally designed to be a tax haven. Okay, it needs to be people. restructured completely. completely. It needs to be turned on its head. Turns it on. I I think Trump will do that as well. And if you look, this is a new hot trend with the elites. So Zuckerberg came out with the Zuckerberg Chan Initiative, which is the exact same thing. It's an LLC that they put all of their shares in. So now he can give away a billion a year of his fifty. Write it off, not pay any taxes on it, and uh, give it to quote-unquote charities and all this stuff. And the other ethical thing, the other ethical question behind it is he is using his monetary influence to impress what he wants to see happen on the world. So that that's very questionable because obviously there's a lot of problems in this world and there's a lot of things that can be solved. Yeah. And the fact that one person has that much weight into which of those problems is solved is very questionable. Yeah. And the fact the fact that mm-hmm. it's 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 glorified as this big virtue signal. Look at how virtuous Mark Zuckerberg is donating a billion dollars to this charity, whatever. Well, what you don't see is that he's writing it off. And that he now has more control over his shares than he did when he owned them as a private individual. And all of these other things that are clearly self-interest driven. Uh, and nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk. Everybody the knows what is, it is. Yeah, but nobody wants I don't to talk think about everyone knows what you just said. They didn't really get that because I, sure. I mean the, the – I don't think a lot of people understand because all the all, the tagline I saw on the news cycle was that uh, Mark, something like Mark Zuckerberg gives away some ungodly amount of money uh, to charity for the the birth of his child or something like that that he mm-hmm, spun mm-hmm. it and I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself that's a really bad headline here's why because if I'm if I if I'm a mother and I'm struggling. I mean, I'm struggling. I'm a single mom, struggling. I got two kids because I came. I, I grew up. My mom, uh, two kids, and she was struggling the entire time I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I see that article. I'm like, what the? Mm, really? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like, yeah. What charity is that? Because I'm gonna sign up. Yep, yep, yep. You, know, yep. you give away a billion dollars or whatever the number was. I don't remember. Because your child's born to the world. Mm-hmm. Great. Like, where do I sign up for that? I like. That's that. my exact point. It's like what? Like, where is that who, money going? What charity who? is that? Because I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna yep. run to San, you know, San Jose and I'm gonna sign up. Whatever they need <laughs> me to sign up. Right. That's what I would think if I, you know, if I was. In that situation, and I, I don't think I think it's negative. I think it's very negative that he he literally has this like I'm just gonna throw money to the wind. That's how it comes across because I have a yep. child now, and everyone yep. else is over there going, "Oh, I have a child that was very expensive. Oh my god, I gotta, I gotta save this kid's gonna go to college in 20 years. I don't have the money, yep. you know." And meanwhile, he just throws away a billion. I think that was the worst thing he, they could do for him. That was the worst spin. Yeah, it was terrible spin, and and that's why they spun it. It's like, oh, Mark has a kid now. This is the perfect time to create a uh, nonprofit tax haven for him. Okay, great. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I didn't really like it. So I want to wrap it up. You're right for Renegade Nation. Go check out Andrew at gab.ai. So. Where is the future of Gab.ai right now? The next, you know, 30 days. We're 30 days out. I think like 29 mm-hmm. or something like that uh, for the election. We're talking October 7th. We're 30 days out. Can people go on there now and say, hey, I want to start sharing and whatnot? Can, can that happen now? Sure. So what we have right now is a waitlist, and okay. it takes about a week to get in right now. And the reason that we have a waitlist and the reason that we're throttling it is because we have massive, massive demand. And we're not quite there on the back end side of our technology okay. to, mm-hmm. to scale to, right. to the level of demand that we have right now. So we're still building that out, but we're making progress every day on that front. And the next step is Right now, gabs are locked down, so you can't view them unless you're logged in. Um, what we're going to do actually next week is open them up, so even if you're not a gab user, you can still view the content on gab. Um, and you might not necessarily be able to engage with it just yet, but um, you'll be able to get in line and you know claim your username and that type of stuff uh, is, is really our next step. And there's an, an, what's the word? Anonymity? How do you say that word? Anonymity? Like you can... And- Anonymity. Yes, yes. You yes, don't have yes. to say you're, you know, Heather Havenwood. You might. I don't even know what my username yes. is. Maybe I put it out there, but I can have like you know Wolf or something, right? I don't have to have absolutely my name, right? So I think that's really important too. People can speak and freely mm-hmm. and really share information. I remember exactly. when the big conspiracy theory was going on because of, of of Hillary Clinton's pneumonia, and they had the pictures of of her like a couple hours later, and they, they don't they think it's a double. Personally, my view is I think it was <laughs> yep. a double, and they had all these pictures on Twitter, and there were a few that would all of a sudden like you'd see it, and then you go to it, and it was gone, and you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. this tweet's no longer available. You're like. Uh, uh, Crazy, right? I'm like, why is it not available anymore? Right? So, um, because here's here's my own little conspiracy theory about this. Because I've only shared this once. Is people uh, ask me, do you believe that it was a double? I do. Here's why. I am a blonde, and it's not necessarily 100 percent natural. Okay, just so you go. Mm-hmm. I yep. know. I know hair color. Okay, I know hair color. Mm-hmm. Any person that's a hair color <laughs> specialist or a blonde, because blonde is a certain kind of hair color girl. I'm just saying, like you can't get yep. anybody to do a good blonde. You can't do it. <laughs> I go get my hair done. Takes me three hours. Okay, I know blonde. The the woman who was fell. Okay, and then the woman who came out. It was a different hair job. It was a different mm-hmm. blonde. Mm-hmm. It was a different blonde man, <laughs> and and her hair the the double. It was shorter. It was like maybe a half an inch shorter where it lay mm-hmm. on her shoulders. Now, the average person doesn't see that because they covered this up, right? Mm-hmm. And they just did this a little bit and she's in and out. But if you look at the hair job, it's a different it's hair up. job. And she did not get a different hair job in an hour. 
I'm just yeah, yeah, in the van while she's while she's passed out, right? <laughs> any person that's a blonde hair job girl or guy who knows hair mm-hmm. will go, that's a different hair job. You can see it. You they, can see yeah. the streaks. It's really hard to match a good blonde. And she's, she, you know, she's got a blonde. She's, and it's fake, obviously, right? Yep, so yep. Um, that's my conspiracy theory. Everyone else is like this, that, mm-hmm. and the, the outfit and that could all be kind of, you know, wishy-wash. Well, maybe it was an angle, all that. Sure, Not sure. the hair. Not the hair. I'm just saying. The <laughs> hair, the blonde, it was a different hair job. It's a different, you know, pigmentation. Everyone's pigmentation and their hair is different. It was a different hair job and it, it was shorter. So anyway, that's my take on that. Okay. <laughs> so um, Gab Date AI, where else they can find you? Can they find you anywhere else in a public manner? Are you on Facebook anymore? Are you on Twitter anymore? Are you just like, I'm out of here? Uh, well, I was I was banned temporarily on Facebook uh, a few weeks ago uh, for sharing a, a video of Milo Yiannopoulos because that's apparently not allowed. Wait, what's um, coming up? But uh, yeah, so Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, who who is he? Yeah, who is that? I don't know who that is. Uh, he's he's an editor for for Breitbart.com. Okay, no clue. I don't know what you're talking about. Right? So what did you put on there? You put a video on something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's doing a college tour now, where he's uh, he's going around and speaking to colleges about political correctness and uh, you know liberty and free speech and all the things that are cultural libertarianism that we're all kind of fighting for here. And uh, he had a, a trailer promoting his tour, and I shared it on Facebook, and I was banned for 24 hours. They automatically remove the content. They don't tell me why it was removed. They told me that my, the guidelines have been broken. They don't tell me which guideline was broken and that I was unable to post or communicate in any form or engage in any form on Facebook for 24 hours. And that's very scary because there are a lot of folks out there who depend on Facebook as their main form of communication with friends, family, workers, whoever. And I was unable to even send direct messages for 24 hours. So I had my parents, I had my little brothers, I had you know close friends and family messaging me and I couldn't say anything to them. Mm-hmm. I could not respond. But I am on 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 uh, uh, Twitter still. I'm at Torbahacks, T O R B A H A X. At least until they ban me there. And uh, <laughs> outside of that, uh, the other thing that I want to mention is right now we don't have mobile apps, but we do have a mobile web version that works very very well on mobile browsers. Okay. Um, and we have mo- mobile apps are in private development right now, and they're almost ready. So that'll be coming probably within the next couple of weeks as well. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. Well, you're a little bad, eh, Andrew? I mean, this is great. You're really creating the future. I'm so glad you came on Renegade Nation because, honestly, we know here that, you know, that the tagline for Renegade Nation and Sam Richie is we don't sugar sugarcoat shit. That's their little tagline. Mm-hmm. It's not my show tagline, but that's really is who they are and what we stand for. We want to have uncensorship. I mean, that's really what Richie stands for and Sammy stands for and everyone here um, does. So thank you so much for being here. Go check out Andrew and get on Gab. AI. Gab.ai. Just 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 go sign up. Like just go do it. Um, and it's gonna take a week the week, but that's okay. You wanna have that place to be uncensored. Um, and that's really impressive. So and go check them out on um, on Twitter as well. Thank you so much, Andrew. And I'm gonna wrap up. This is this is Heather Havenwood with the win on Renegade Nation.